0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM.
1: Welcome to Koshy, the show that continues every single day to celebrate the people who are making Coastal Mississippi and Mississippi, for that matter, a great place to live, work, and play. You know what's what's cool about sort of being in this moment where uh, people are kind of moving around, even though we've got Delta, and we'll come back to that in just a second. But you know, it's good to be out and about and seeing so much activity here in Coastal Mississippi. The hotels are full people enjoying Highway 90, you know, and all the incredible attractions we have here. It's just great. And I, I bump into people. I bump into people that I don't know, to be honest with you, And but they know me. And I had a guy, Albert Ott, Diane Ott's husband. Uh, Ann and I went over to the Slavic Ladies Auxiliary 70, 70th year anniversary uh, luncheon yesterday, and he was volunteering behind the bar there. And uh, and he said, hey, you're the radio guy. You're the radio guy. I said, well, how does he know what I look like if he's the radio, if I'm the radio guy? But uh, but he said, "Yeah, Ricky Matthews. You're Ricky Matthews." I said, "Well, hello. How are you doing?" So uh, just shout out to Albert and a lot of people like him, who you know, if they're not listening on the radio, they're watching Facebook or YouTube, and or they're listening on the on the podcast platform, whatever podcast platform you like, we're there. Appreciate it. The show's doing really well. The numbers are incredible. The engagement is incredible. I think people just generally like getting a positive message about coastal Mississippi. Um, hey, listen, I found this interesting thing it's a it's a social media app but don't know anything about it I haven't even been there it shares 20 days of lessons and the first lesson is the 80 20 rule the 80 20 rule uh, by the way the second lesson is the power of habit and it goes on from there i'm going to start sharing some and tomorrow i'm going to give you my thoughts about the 80 20 rule just that's that's actually a really good one lot like to lot like to learn there one quick Uh, uh, let's see, a quote here from my friend Stacy Waldrop that's terrific and then we'll move to our guest. Today will never come again. Be a blessing. Be a friend. Encourage someone. Take time to care. Let your words heal and not wound. Man, I love that. You know, this day of social media, too often people, I think they say things they're not willing to say to someone if they're looking at them in the face. We just need to learn a new way to communicate with each other so we can really have uh, the blessing of life, which is really giving giving uh, the, the opportunity for for your friends to, to have a, a someone who's listening and who cares about them. So look, without any further ado, let's move over to my friend the former governor of the state of Mississippi, Phil Bryant. How are you doing, Phil?
2: Morning, Ricky. I am doing great. It's a beautiful day here in Madison, Mississippi. I came from my little farm down in Copiah County, and thank you for having us on.
1: Well, look, we're going to spend the whole hour together. We have a special guest who's going to be joining <laughs> and me in the, in the second half of the show. It be a surprise to you. I think you'll enjoy that. And, uh, but I, I hope so. Of-
2: you know, surprises are never good in my world. Hey,
1: you know, you know, I know well what that could look like. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm not going to it's going to be fine. It's going to be really fine. Hey, look, you know, I mentioned just a second ago about Delta, this Delta variant. And, you know, the reality is the vaccine, whether you get it or not, if you've been vaccinated, it really helps. To reduce the symptoms all the doctors agree on that but you know what's your when when you're talking to people about the vaccine how do you talk about it
2: well the first thing you can't do is condemn them or in any way and you and i talked about this you're absolutely right you you can't call them bad names you can't say that they're just not smart enough to do this i encourage them by giving them some examples of like when we were kids in school, and polio was taking the lives and legs of so many children in the late 50s. And I'm old in early 1960s, and they used to give us this horrible shot, but we'd all line up and scream and holler. But, but nobody said, well, don't take that shot because we're not sure it would do. They just said, if it will in any way cure polio, if it will stop my child from losing his ability to walk, I want to take a chance on that. And then it went to a sugar cube. You know, we were all delighted, but what happened to polio? It's gone. Smallpox. People look on your arm. You'll see that little scar. Mine's about faded. I got mine. Oh, Ricky's been working out. He wanted to show you that. But looking (laughs) good, my man. Uh, But yeah, that little scar. But what happened to smallpox? It went away. Look, if if it's got a, a 15%, 20%, and you're right, everything indicates to us that even if you get it after having the vaccination, it's it, it's uh, the degree of it uh, is not as severe. I want to do everything I can to protect people. I want to do everything I can to keep people well, to get this economy back open. I don't believe I've got a chip in my body because a National Guardsman, who, who was a wonderful young Mississippi lady, and then later, the second shot, was a wonderful young Guardsman um, gave me a shot that hopefully would either prevent or help me manage COVID if I got it. So let's just let's calm down. There's a lot of things I'm mad about, you know, particularly right now with the Biden administration, but I won't go into all of that. But one thing I'm not mad about is when Donald J. Trump said we have put warp uh, speed into this uh, and so that people can um, receive the vaccine and be protected. So this started with Donald Trump. It continues. Um, I, I'm encouraging everyone to go and get vaccinated. Um, and let's believe that it's going to do us some good.
1: Now I've been spending time on this show talking to experts about why it's important to get vaccinated. And then I spent some time in the social media world as well. And I'm actually, you know, you're right. I mean, you can't shame people. People have, but let me tell you what, I've been engaged in some conversations offline with people who are incredibly thoughtful and smart and have done... Sure. A lot of research and but the interesting point is that they're willing to have a conversation about it. They'll send something to me and say, What do you think about this? Then I'll say, Well, you know, that's actually really good information and we'll talk about it. Then they'll send me something else and I'll say, man, that's terrible misinformation. Let me give you a better source to be able to take a look at that. But what unfortunately through Facebook, especially through Facebook, they're able to spread just incredible amounts of misinformation. And what I'm trying to do is sort through that with some success. Some some people I'm not able to break through. But, uh, but the bottom line is just make sure they have the best information. That's the main thing. Make sure they have the best information. Then they can make whatever choice they need to
2: and, make. And, look, I think they need to hear on Facebook the good, the bad, the indifferent, uh, the angry. Uh, man, and people are smart enough to be able to filter through that. Uh, we get a lot of stuff. I, I talk to people online, and they'll say something. I go, where'd you get that? Oh, I got it on online on Facebook. And I go, oh, well, it must be true. Um but but they need to have the right to say it they don't need to be banned off of facebook for saying such things i don't think the government ought to give us a uh, a card or, uh, or anything that proves that you have to be uh, you must be vaccinated I, I i think airlines ought to stop this idea of uh you've got to be vaccinated before you can get out now i respect people's private business so if i walk up to your door it's your business, and it says you need to wear a mask. I it can either not come in your business or I put a mask up. Um, that's that's my choice. Yeah. Luckily, just now America's still full of some of those freedoms, and we have to make sure during this crisis those freedoms are protected. What's Ricky? What's bothering those of us that are bothered by governmental control is the government has used this COVID. Um, in, in a large way to control people, to take your uh, civil liberties away from you um, and we just will not continue to let that happen and I think the vaccine on its own, if Donald, if Donald Trump had gotten reelected President of the United States, uh, I hope he would be saying I encourage you to do it, it's your own choice and we're not going to stop you from traveling if you choose not to make
1: that decision. Listen, since you left office you, uh, you've you, been a busy man. <laughs> you are founding member of Bryant Sanji, Snell Global Snell. Partners. Right. You've been speaking, You working with global companies. Man, you've been a busy man.
2: I have been, and busier than I wanted to be. <laughs> uh, but I, I want to continue to help Mississippi. I was having dinner at the uh, with the ambassador of Ubakistan at the embassy uh, just a few weeks ago, we're working on an important program in Mexico where uh, we, we can involve a lot of, um, I, I think, people who do business in Mississippi with trade and involvement in Mexico. And, yeah, we work all over the world. I was in Washington last week. I was in Aspen at the Republican Governors Association and then at the Reagan Foundation speaking about public education. The Reagan Foundation wanted to know how in the world we are leading the nation for two years in a row. Our fourth graders have led the nation in reading advancement. Number one in America for reading our fourth graders, our graduation rate now exceeds the national average. So they came in and said, Tell us how that happened, and we went through the steps and the, and the wonderful support we got from everyone to move public education forward. So, yeah, we've been busy, but it's still all about Mississippi and the farm and family.
1: You know, it's a it's a shame we aren't talking more about that. But what I want to do, let's hold off on this conversation about the outside perception of Mississippi versus what's really happening in Mississippi. We want to do that in the second half of the show because this special guest is going to be joining us can can engage in a conversation with us about that. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> so, um, you know, as you... Uh, As you think about the economic development opportunities in Mississippi, what we're going to do is we're going to come to the break, but uh, as you think about the economic development opportunities for Mississippi, it's really incredible the opportunities ahead for Mississippi, if we're smart. Uh, I want to talk about the mixed-use project that's going to be happening in Gulfport. There's great things happening at Ingalls and Stennis. There's a lot to talk about. When we come back uh, with uh, the former governor of the state of Mississippi, Phil Bryant, we'll continue the conversation. Welcome back to Coast U. Look, I'm going to share this again, this little comment that I, or this quote that I shared at the beginning of the show. And then I'm going to ask Governor Phil Bryant to, to give me his thoughts about it. But here it is from my friend Stacy Waldrop. Today will never come again. Be a blessing. Be a friend. Encourage someone. Take time to care. Let your words heal, not wound Mm. phil that is powerful isn't it
2: a- a- absolutely and one of the things ricky i get to do that uh, i didn't have as much time is my early morning devotional i'll get up early in the morning go out on the back porch of our little house there in capai county and read my devotional i read jesus speaking a- a- and almost every morning it is stop worrying um let me be in charge i was sitting there before i even opened it up going through my day and thinking i've got to look at my calendar and i open up jesus reading and it said stop and let me be in control and it's constantly about loving other people and doing no harm to loving your brother as you would uh yourself and so yeah what a those no simple phrases are so profound and they mean so much. And I'm going through reading the Bible in a year, and I'll read something that I'm sure I've read before or heard before, and I go, I never heard that. It's just yeah. so beautiful.
1: Um, yeah, it's good. To, it's good to be reminded. And one of the things, one of the things I liked about your leadership as a political uh, leader was that look, we can disagree on policy. We can even disagree on political position. But that doesn't mean we can't still love each other. And we found ourselves in a place politically in this country where the polarized ends too often define the arguments. And most of us are somewhere in the middle, Democrats and Republicans, somewhere in the middle. And we kind of love each other and we don't want to be mad at each other. I bet you don't like that either, do you?
2: No, I don't. And we've got to stop it. And I don't think the political establishment now, and that's a broad base, uh, even the people that think they're not an establishment are established. (laughs) So We've got to just say as American people, stop it, solve problems, learn to get along. Look, I, I, I look at my grandchildren and if they spoke to their friends, like I hear some elected officials and other people speaking, particularly online, I would call them aside and say, son, don't ever say that. That is so rude. You know, we just, civility is important. We need to get it back. We need to get it back in the political realm. I used to walk into the Capitol, Democrats, Republicans, and I didn't have one natural enemy there. There was no one that I would round the corner and not be happy to see because I would not been talking about them. I would not demonized them. So when I unexpectedly saw them, I could embrace them and shake their hand, invite them to the mansion for dinner or reception. And that's where it needs to be. I I often talk to Trent Lott, who I love dearly, and Thad Cochran, who's passed, but I I remember talking. And and their example of being able to work across that line. I was at uh, President Reagan. Uh, uh, Tip O'Neill and President Reagan's relationship were often brought up uh, because as as difficult as it was for them to agree on policy, uh, they got along. They, they went bowling together in the basement of the White House. Uh, that, you know, Ronald Reagan was the same way. We need to look at Reagan as that example and tell politicians stop this, stop the yelling, stop the screaming, stop the attack, and work together.
1: Well, Haley Barber talks a lot about how he was impacted by watching Tip O'Neill and President Reagan. You know, put their differences aside, and you know, have a have a drink together, and enjoy visiting with one another. Right. And I think about, just think if, if you and 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 uh, and and Governor Barber, in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina, had sort of a divider's approach to things, we would never have been able to rebuild in in coastal Mississippi, would we?
2: Absolutely not. And I realize, Ricky, he was the governor. And so my job was to support the governor and his agenda and his team, not, you know, not to try to seek um, some type of separate acclaim, Um, you know, and Ecclesiastes, it's uh, Solomon writes about it's all vanity and trying to catch the wind. Now, just (laughs) live by that. Vanity and trying to catch the wind is what most politicians will do. And being a servant leader makes such a difference, in loving your brother.
1: Hey, loving by
2: the way, one another.
1: you were at the Republican Governors Conference in Aspen. Marie, Marie and Brian Sanderson from right here in Ocean Springs are heavily involved in that, as you Wonderful well know. Wonderful people. So just curious, I, I bet there was a lot of conversation at the Republican Governors Conference in Aspen about how do we, how do we bring people back together again?
2: They absolutely is because all of them have members of the opposite party in their congressional delegation and their house of representatives and statewide elected officials. They must, it, 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 you must learn to work together. Uh, and governors know that if you're going to get legislation, Larry Hogan, I spoke to Larry's in Maryland a Republican governor in Maryland with a 74% approval rating in Maryland. Um, I, I, I did joke with Larry and say, you must not be doing something right. I don't know how you, you know, 74% of the people are happy with you. But yeah, there, there is example uh, after example of governors who are learning and have, must work across that aisle. And, and I think that's the model again. Now, I understand there are people on both sides. So there are people in the Democratic Party that say things that I just think are crazy and are doing things that I just think are harmful to this nation. But does it do me any good to constantly harm and attack that? Or do I find someone who's doing something good and say, let's work on an infrastructure bill? Hey, what what if we can't find the Joe Manchins of the world and come to some conclusion? and just you just have to forget about those haters. Haters are going to
1: hate. One of the most powerful men in America today, Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin, you know, guy. I tell you what, though, you got to hand it to him, man. He knows what he believes, and he doesn't. It doesn't care how much pressure heads in his direction. He's searching for compromise. He's searching for that middle ground. We need more Joe Manchin. John
2: Bell Edwards is a dear friend of mine. We go duck hunting together in Louisiana. John Bell's doing a good job over there in Louisiana uh, as governor, and we need to look to those leadership, not. The squad, as I said, you know that those leftists that that may hate me because I'm a Southern Baptist gun owner, they're gonna hate. Just forget about them. Find out where you can. There's not many. Yeah.
1: Find yeah. Uh, those that are, are
2: in that are closer to the middle and work with them to achieve great things for America, just as Ronald Reagan did. Hey,
1: he's a fine man, incidentally. When I was in Louisiana, I had a great relationship with Governor Edwards. What a, what Good a guy governor he, he is hey listen before we end this segment I just want to say that one of the things you learn a lot about when we're when you're traveling is that there's a change in the way economic development works we got to build the kind of places where people want to live and when those skill sets are there as part of this new economy that will actually attract businesses as opposed to just taking an industrial development point of view um, mm-hmm. one of the one of the keys to that actually is to is to build is to really revitalize our downtowns to create mixed-use developments in our downtowns there's a great one that Gupport is. I mean, it's up, it's up to nearly $50 million now that Stewart's is to do in uh, We need to do more of that kind of stuff, don't we, Phil?
2: We absolutely do. One of the reasons that we're losing our young folks is they love this metropolitan life. I mean, they want to live, work, and play in an Austin and a Nashville. Nashville's growing like leaps and bounds. Atlanta, my son's living in Atlanta now. Uh, because there's so much work there in the architectural design industry. We've got to have vibrant downtowns. I I fear that the city of Jackson is is struggling. I know it's struggling. It is struggling. I I lived there for eight years. The downtown Jackson is empty. So you've got to look, you've got to help the the capital city, but Gulfport can be that new vitalization. Gulfport, Biloxi, Ocean Springs, does it get any better than that? But Gulfport is a city. And it's growing. Billy Hughes is doing a phenomenal job down there. The whole team is. But you put that mixed use there, you're going to get young people to move to Guffport and stay, live, work, and play there and work at the port, work at Ingalls, uh, work at NASA, for goodness sake, works at Ocean Ivory Research Center. Uh, And then I've always tried to convince Southern Miss to put a campus downtown Guffport. So let's move about 1,000 students down there. And then... (laughs) You, you <laughs> got to live, work,
1: and play. Learn. So Eric Hill probably says it best. I, I love the way he says this. He he's the head of Center of Entrepreneurship at Mississippi State. But Eric says that you got to build the places where young people can find a spouse. Think about that.
2: That's exactly right. That's and, the and then they marry a Mississippi girl. We got them forever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, once we got, they get you know married, they, we got them.
1: The, the, you, you know, I say it all the time on my show, but this this notion of live, work, and play in a in a in, a, in, a, in basically gen, same general area that's really a, that's really important. They want to be able to leave there and go listen to some great music or go to a great restaurant, and uh, you know it's going to be their key to our success. There's, there's, and there, are I just
2: add yeah. live, work, play, learn, and then yeah. if you take the L off of learn, you can live, work, and earn.
1: Well, you know what, What's ex- I love that and I'll add that actually. So here's the thing, here, from Pascagoula to Bay St. Louis and all points in between. There are all kinds of mixed-use projects that are that are either being built or in conversation. That's going to be one of the keys to our success. I want to make sure people are talking more about that. I know you're talking more about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And I well. love the fact that that uh, Stuart Speed is so committed to Gupport and working forward on that project. Hey, okay. when we get back, we're going to continue the conversation and we'll have a special guest join us. Okay.
0: Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. And now, it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota, Gulf Coast Business Supply, and AGJ Systems and Networks on Supertalk 103.1 FM.
1: Welcome back to Coast You have uh, my friend, the former governor of the state of Mississippi, Phil Bryant. Just love visiting with him. I told him during the break we need to come together about once a week and just talk about the world's crises and how how we can uh, be nice. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, <laughs> Nice is a powerful tool, isn't it, Phil?
2: It absolutely is. And it's so simple, but you're just right. I mean, what do we tell our children? Be nice to one another. <laughs> be nice to your friends. Oh, people are nice to you. We, nice. Um, we we need to start nice Incorporated.
1: We've kind of forgotten. Now. Hey, look now. Look, let's we're gonna bring in our little special guest, but I've asked Steve Azar, the singer songwriter, the cultural ambassador for the state of Mississippi that Phil appointed. He's still that today. Uh, he's uh, he's just you know he's the host of In a Mississippi Minute on Super Talk. Good friend of mine. Good friend of yours, Phil. But welcome aboard, a dear Steve. friend. How you doing, oh, man? man?
3: I'm honored to have both of two incredible men, plus my our producer Kyle on. This is three guys on. I'm not worthy. I'm not <laughs> worthy.
1: Well, you're in Denver. What are you doing there, man?
3: We uh, do a, a golfers against cancer charity event every year. It's so the 13th year. We miss. We we actually did a uh, virtual one last year. So I've never missed. Um, incredible the money this raised, uh, and good friends of mine put it on. And it's just it's just miraculous. $18 million uh, at the end of the day has been raised. And what they do here is insane. I mean, with the, they have testimonials every year from somebody. They had a lady yesterday who was given a 7 percent chance to live with prostate cancer two and a half years ago. And the doctors were there and they said she's cured. And it's insane. Uh, Did you mean the money? No, she had. Prost- I'm sorry. I'm sorry so excuse me. Excuse me. Pancreatic cancer. Okay,
1: sorry. Yeah, there Pancreatic you go.
3: Cancer, which is which is you know <laughs> yeah. you and I all know there's a that's sentence the of not long. Seven yeah. percent chance to live, maybe a couple months, and it's two and a half years in, and they said mm. she's fine now.
1: Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Hey I Phil, you know, know this about America, Steve, right. but he can't he can't do regular touring because he's spending so much time volunteering his time across the United States.
2: He is one of the best philanthropic volunteers I know. And for everybody listening, don't call him. Because <laughs> he is bought, but he uh, time after time he's an example for all of us. As Steve Azar can go and help other people, all of us commit today to, to be able to do well, that every chance we well, get.
3: Well, you, but look, yeah, Governor Bryant, you you are an example for us all, and I mean that. And so Ricky, you as well. We uh, we're all in this together, and it's supposed to be an easy thing to do, especially when your friends call. And also, you know, don't forget, I've got a big charity event a year that I do, and these guys, I depend on them to come. So, I do probably about twelve to fifteen a year, you know. And uh, all our boys from Hootie and the Blowfish, the Murray Brothers, Grant Bure, Jim McMahon, you know, Aruzzi Oni, they all call, and we gotta, we're all helping each other. So, um, if we can do it, we gotta do
2: it. Easy peasy.
1: He, he's in a golf cart in Denver, it, driving,
2: doing the show, <laughs> multitasking.
1: Hey, I got a little, I got a little treat for you guys. Hang, hang tight, one second, Kyle. Play, you know, play thirty seconds, one minute, something like that. Okay. I want to, I want to, I want to talk about something, but play a little something that we have. <laughs>
3: Hands and heels raised, bite anything, whatever a farmer can dream. Slug burger, shrimp ball oh, catfish fried up and all, oh, oh good gosh, you're mighty, just a husk of hot tamale now. Now that's Mississippi mm. America's music birthplace Where rock and roll was made Out of our gospel and blues And that pure country tune Oh, authors and poets So profoundly stoic An imagination of a child Let their words run wild Come on now
1: Now that's Mississippi Wow! So the and of course we could get to the sort of chorus there, which is all about one Mississippi. But what a great song, man! What a Steve, you captured so incredibly well, well these well. little nuances about our state that are so that define us.
3: Well, listen, there's a lot of sections of our state, so we obviously have all traveled these parts, have friends from those parts growing up. You notice a little bit of a twinge of difference, accent, uh, just sort of. The view, the uh, the landscape, and uh, it changes, and so you got to capture it. But I'm going to tell you something. When I walked in Governor Bryant's office, and he said, "I want you to write an official bicentennial song that every kid in school can sing, from from Ella, from kindergarten all the way up past." That's what I want you to go do. And he started talking about we're we're all joined as Mississippians, we're one. And, and I said I couldn't wait. Well, I, I didn't want to leave him, but I couldn't wait to get out of there because he had inspired me enough. To go, and uh, and I got to tell you, the song was written by the time I got home, and basically mapped out in my head, and probably by that night I had a few tweaks. But I got to tell you, when you're inspired by a man that loves our sense of place so much, and it's it it's just an easy write because it writes itself.
0: Wow.
2: Ricky we met we met in the mansion that afternoon and I could see the wheels turning and I said you know I want something our, our state song now is a little old it goes back to segregation days and I said we need a new upbeat something that kids can sing and be proud of and uh, and the next morning so I get up the next morning I see I've got a call my friend Steve Azar like early and i go okay what so he says hey i got a little something here i was writing this morning i'll play for it and he plays that song on my voicemail and i'm (laughs) up there going wow i mean I, i come back like that's it that is it. It would just if you don't like that song, if you're in Mississippi and you don't like that, you need to see somebody about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He just, hey,
1: what I here's what I want to encourage listeners to do. We'll we'll put a link to the song with this conversation on YouTube and Facebook. But here's the thing: if you go watch One Mississippi on YouTube, the video is awesome because it gives you a great sense of the diversity that's behind it. It's got a little bit of rhythm and blues. That I me, mean, it's Steve is special when you had that group together, isn't it?
3: well it's my guys you know doing that record i did that i wrote when i came home down to the liquor store in the movie something in the water the documentary i got my son to do while he was still in college um uh i the band sort of you know moving back home the band sort of evolved uh, some of my guys are 25 years in and then there's a whole group of new guys uh jimmy lee jr dr alfonso sanders uh just became we be- they became family immediately and so that, you know, they we were all together making the record, and Governor Bryant slipped in. We slipped him in the back door, and uh, we had a great time. We've also got an alternative version coming with uh, kids in school singing the ver- the video. And let me tell you what. When I tell you that every kindergarten kid, I, I reached out to my old school, St. Joe, a very diverse, incredible school. Incredible school. And uh, there was about 60, 70 kids, and I brought in lyrics, and, I, and they said, what do you need those for? And every kid from kindergarten to th- they knew every word. So I tested them, and I said, "Well, we're going to test you now, and let's see if you know any verses." And they said, "We want to do the hurricane verse." And so <laughs> the video the video's insane. And so that's going to be the second version. But Governor Brown is the kids, you know, the- and they and the thing is, they reacted at all ages, and um, that's a great thing, man. It's an- it's an- it's an- a big
2: honor for me. I got to tell you,
1: does that warm your heart, Phil?
2: Absolutely, I saw it and it just brought tears to my eyes as an old granddaddy to see those kids up there singing happy lyrics, encouraging lyrics, something that's new uh, about the new Mississippi and uh, you know with a new flag and a new song and, and a new leadership um, and, and still with Steve Azar, um, the sky's the limit. Hey, Governor, yeah, Governor, we we nailed it with the
3: with the magnolia tree, didn't we? <laughs> we
2: Absolutely.
3: <laughs> Little, I mean, it, little uh, foresight.
2: Every time I listen to it, I hear something else where it's fish fried and all like. You know, it's it touches your heart and your soul. But you go, I'm done now. I've done <laughs> yeah. that. I know exactly what he's talking about. Uh, you know, that verse that verse still makes me hungry, it's the only problem. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, you, know, you know, the tamales and catfish, you just can't get away but, from it. But now. you know
1: what's so powerful about it for people who listen to this show and all, I mean, whether I have Bill Luckett from Clarksdale or whoever there's always these little incredible nuances that are part of this, like, Mississippi's heritage. And because Steve's from right there in Greenville and he loves this state, spent all his time in Nashville, but had this opportunity to come back, I think it probably, going away, Steve, probably made you have a deeper appreciation for these elements that make this state so special. Is that, is that sort of what drove you?
3: As a writer, I was trying to, I got to be honest with you, I was trying writing about home. I didn't write about home as well as I needed to. Well, I needed to learn from the best and I did but but I got to tell you I was in a hurry to try to figure out how I could write a hit and then when it when the two when I when waiting on Joe and all that collided and that's when it started to work for me so you can sit here and try to make you know try to think that you can sort of okay I can make shift then I'll get there and I'll figure it out later you got a, a person from Mississippi it's, it's sort of a curse in a good way. You better figure it out because you have to be honest. You can't go in and just be just some act and write record some song and get away with it. Mississippians who are songwriters at heart, we all know that there is a depth that, that screams Mississippi and you gotta be able to sort of incorporate it. All. Marty Stewart, a great example. I mean, who's a better example than that? Mac McAnally. I mean, we can go on and
1: on and on, but oh, I mean, Steve, just, oh. let's come back. I want to come, when we come back, I want to talk about the perception that people have of this state and what we who are in this state know about the transformation that's occurring here. We'll come back after this break with Steve Azar and former Governor, of the State of Mississippi, Phil Bryant.
0: to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live this is coast view with ricky matthews on super talk mississippi gulf coast
1: 103.1 welcome back to coast view. We have governor phil bryant with us and steve azar one mississippi two mississippi <laughs> you had a winner on that one didn't you
2: Absolutely. As I said, we had a head start because I got to looking at what do people know? They know about the river and I know, you know, about cotton or whatever. But they also know when they're playing in the backyard, it's one Mississippi, two Mississippi hike, or when they're playing hide and seek. So everyone knew how to get a second out of one Mississippi. So this genius named Steve Azar just put all yeah. of it that together yeah. with every fun, delicious thing in the state and got a wonderful song.
1: One of the things that, that's, that I've always been focused on, when I was, I, I had a corporate role in my prior world, so I spent a lot of time outside Mississippi. And when I was involved in national efforts, I always found myself at the beginning sort of telling people about Mississippi because I knew that this feeling that they had about us or maybe the perception they had of us was sort of different than what was actually happening here. And I always think even in more recent times, that is even more true, actually, that we've made a lot of progress. You talked about fourth grade reading level and graduation rate. Field earlier. But, you know, we've made so much progress. We don't get credit for those for that mm-hmm. progress, do we feel?
2: Mm-hmm. No, we actually don't. And one of the reasons that I do travel uh, when I travel is, is to reinforce that. When they said you can come to the Reagan Foundation and get on stage and talk about Mississippi's public education, absolutely I want to do that. Because there were uh, there were th- hundreds of thousands of people tuning in, watching that on stage with Judy Woodruff. <laughs> as a moderator uh, but you've got to continue to take that message everywhere you can uh, i do a brief radio show a, a, a lot on saturday morning called america's roundtable on super talk it's 7 30 on saturday morning so if you got nothing to do let's tune in but it's again it's across the midwest and do Talk about Mississippi and the good things are going on. When I tell people that, you know, 70% of the combat service vessels uh, in the United States Navy were made in Pascagoula, Mississippi. They at me go, where? At Ingalls. And, and if you look, again, man may go to Mars one day and return safely to Earth, but he's going to have to pass through Hancock County to get there.
1: Yeah,
2: uh, it, 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 There's so much. And that beautiful, because every time I bring someone there, they say I just had no idea.
0: Yeah. No idea yeah. it was
2: this beautiful and this wonderful, and everything on that Gulf Coast is a showpiece. As is the whole state. The Delta now is a destination for people. Who'd have thought when I was a kid there that Mississippi Delta would be a tourist destination?
1: Hey, and, and Steve, when you did. travel, do you feel that ambassadorship? You know, you know, oh, uh, yeah. you know, burden or whatever you want to call it.
3: First of all, let I'm, I'm, no, no. You know, I. I've been naive, I guess, to some of the the rumblings in history. I used to sort of get upset about it when I'd hear it, uh, and I'd, I'd sort of brush it off and I'd just do it defend it, right? But I guess I can look back. Obviously, we can look back at, at, at our times and see where we were many, 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 many moons ago, but we've come so far, and it's about our people and hospitality, but it's this is the thing. I always get this. You're from there. Bob Seger, when I was on tour with him, you're from there. And his first song would be, we went down to the Delta from office face the promise tour. And everybody would say, my writers you're from there, you're from there. And so we should have a sign on every edge of Mississippi. When you're coming in and said, we we're from here <laughs> because, <laughs> because the bottom line is there is a, it's, it's amazing. And I had Greg Lloyd played for the Steelers this year for the first time. Dwight Hicks played with Montana, uh, for the San Francisco 49ers, those two Super Bowls. Um, there was a group of guys that came with Corey Miller. Corey's kid plays for uh, – played for Alabama, plays for Carolina Panthers now. Corey played for the Giants 10 years. We were all talking, and this was the first time – and Greg goes, I got to tell you, and Dwight, they said, when we heard we were going to Mississippi, we weren't so sure. And I said, what do you mean? And they go, well, you know. And I said, okay. And they said, well, what do you think? They said, we don't want to leave. This is the most <laughs> – this is the best we've ever been treated in a very authentic way, and your people – are insane wonderful and we're looking at this diversity and ethnicity he goes you'd never believe it it was mississippi and i said well what are you talking about Uh, you just got to come here but but i want to say this we've had it here phil but you guys doing all this incredible work the museums now that celebrate jim henson celebrate bb king celebrate the grammy museum the grammy artists celebrate you know the delta blues heritage celebrate all these things so all these museums in the delta they had to happen for us to give people a destination. Our music festivals, we got the Mighty Roots now in Clarksdale, October 1 and 2 before the King Biscuit. You know, back in the Bridge and the Blues days, Governor Bryant, we, we, people, we had 22 countries and 22 states represented in Greenville. So now yes. we've got to have that in Clarksdale, but we keep them there for two weeks. They can go to Memphis, they can go to New Orleans, but guess what's in between the two? Us.
1: Hey, you know, uh, Bill Luckett was on the show recently from the Ground Blue uh, Ground Zero Blues Club in Clarksdale. He said fifty percent of the people who come there now are from Europe and Australia and all Holland. It's unbelievable. I mean, so one uh,
2: quick story. So I went to Liverpool because we were hosting the International Music Festival. Liverpool had hosted it. I get the charter from the mayor of Liverpool to come over to Cleveland, Mississippi, to host it. He says, I want you to meet somebody. So John Lennon's sister takes me uh, to the tavern, the cavern where John and the Beatles started playing. And she said, oh, yeah, I I love 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 Ground Zero. John Lennon's sister. And then if yeah. we were doing a "Get On Up." Uh, a guy named Mick Jagger visited me at the Governor's Mansion, and staying <laughs> in Natchez, he said, "I just don't want to leave. I just love <laughs> yeah. Mick." Mick yeah. Jagger was, you know, producing that movie in Natchez and around Mississippi, and he said, "I just love it so much." I, I don't want to leave. So what a, great,
1: what a great story. I just want to just grab a megaphone and run through every neighborhood screaming, <laughs> you know, love this place, love yep. this place, you know. Yep. I mean, we're, we're so lucky. We're so lucky. Incidentally, we're coming to the end. we got less than a minute left. Steve, thanks you for joining us. Phil, I'll give you the last word, buddy.
2: Well, I just hope everybody thinks about one thing. Uh, what a great place, Mississippi is. Yes, how truly blessed we are. Uh, how I think we have less trouble as you saw all the trouble it was going through in cities. You didn't see that in Mississippi because we simply love one another. And I tell people I want to get a coffee cup with a state on it and say, I like it here. Yeah. That's all you have to say. I That's like nice. It. I like
1: that. Steve, thank you, buddy. Love you guys. Yeah, you bet, man. It's hey, been, my it's my been man, terrific man, visiting.
2: Hit them hard. Great.
1: <laughs> okay, man. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow.
0: Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.